Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FL. Jonathan Rollins. Right. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Oh, yeah. Do it's time it. to do it, man. It's time to do it. Uh, for those of you that are interested in gambling, you should uh, check us out on Patreon. Mm-hmm. It's um, You give as much as you want, and you can support, and uh, you can watch us uh, win a bunch of money, and you can <laughs> you can join the fight as well. Totally. Do our bets if you want to get rich. Uh, but it's fanfield.com slash Patreon. Become a subscriber. And uh, win this money. You get your money back, basically. Yeah. Because you make the best, we say, and you get rich. It's a sound investment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that are interested in comedy, uh, I'm ramping up so that I can uh, film my jokes on uh, November 26th and 27th. So uh, go to BashDaddyEntertainment.com to see all of the dates that I have coming up. Mm. This week I'll be in Uppsala. And then I'll be going uh, later in the month. I'll be going down south to Lund and Elmhult and Vecha, trying to get these jokes sharp. Uh, November nineteenth, I'm doing my entire show in uh, Gothenburg, and those tickets are out there as well. It's called Jonathan Rollins Fast Anstelt. So check out my show, man. And then here in Stockholm, I'll be filming it November twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Tickets are available, so check that out. Um, nice. Yeah. You ready to get into this football talk? Yeah, I, got, I have really nothing important to promote other than just my normal everyday life of, you know, just kind of walking around and talking to myself uh, and making perfect strangers really nervous when they cross my path. <laughs> nice. Uh, so just check me out on the streets of Stockholm, walking around <laughs> looking like a lunatic. Mumbling. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'll tell you about when I was in, uh, I was in the central room I live at, and uh, there was this guy in a wheelchair uh, and he saw like an old friend of his, mm. and the dude's like, "How you doing?" And he's like, "Well, I just had a flashback from my acid trip in 1979." Oh shit! <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, it just sucks, man, having these uh, flashbacks." And dude's like, "Oh, that's that's not good." <laughs> and he was like, "I was just looking for a just hey, fine, I, I'm good, <laughs> I'm good. How are you?" <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, your uh, LSD uh, memory. <laughs> that's funny. I love that. <laughs> that's why, and that's why they don't talk to each other here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't want to hear exactly about why people avoid each other because <laughs> you never know when somebody's going to say some just, shit like that. Some real shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, it's another good week of football. So glad the sport is back, man. We're getting deeper into the fall. It feels like football out out here um, with the with the leaves turning now. I almost made snow. I almost made beef stew this weekend, <gasps> but I felt. When I I don't know, there's something about it. Like I just want it to be a little yeah, bit a little colder yeah, yeah. before that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I made I made chili instead. Um, but yeah, beef stew is is definitely something coming soon. Yeah, beef stew time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like fall like a uh, cabbage oh, with yeah. like some um, with like a roast, mm-hmm. like a pot roast and cabbage. Yeah, oh nice. man, that's a good combination. Mm-hmm. Black eyed peas. I don't know if you get you dig in uh, dig on the black eyed peas, but I love black eyed peas too. Oh, I love me some black eyed peas. Yeah, oh, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, I made mac and cheese. I told you about that mac and cheese and shrimp. My kids love it. So oh, it great. I've been uh, dabbling in. I make it. We call it the white way. <laughs> mac and cheese instead of throwing it in the oven. <laughs> It's so much faster to make it on the stove, but <laughs> the soul food way. Because my, my mom she'll go to like a she'll go to like a party. Oh, they got mac and cheese, but it's white mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to eat that. <laughs> it's a shame. I grew up thinking white people were bad at cooking. Oh god, because that's of the y'all get the, uh, the, the 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 we get the bad stereotypes. You get the, the harmless stereotypes. Like, not good at cooking, and then. <laughs> People think we stealing and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. The worst thing you can do is just give me a bad potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> Clutch my plate instead of my purse. 
<laughs> no, but uh, oh, but I, I've learned since then. It's, it's sometimes it's better to make a mac and cheese on top of the stove. It's just faster. Hey, so I do that for the kids. See, sometimes it's good to learn from white people. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, we have years of experience of being in positions of power, and we have knowledge uh. that we would like to pass on <laughs> to our 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 darker friends. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. So, but I'm, I'm gonna put it up there somewhere. My recipe, man, of uh, mac and cheese with shrimp, shrimp mac and cheese. I'm gonna put it out in there. parentheses the white way, the white way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I add the shrimp, that's my part. I take the white way and then I add it, <laughs> and uh, and I add, I gotta season more. All right, I got you gotta season more. Yeah. Then, uh, so you put a little black in it, I put some black in it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the beige way. <laughs> <laughs> the multiracial way, the multicultural, multiracial uh, like mac and cheese way. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, speaking of cooking, who's cooking this week, man? We're gonna get through. Go through. Uh, through we'll go through the uh, flip and pick them. Let me know um, how bad I beat you. Well, uh, you lost. Oh, nine to seven. Nine to seven. Congratulations, man. Nine to seven. Who picked? First, you picked first. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, because I could have deferred and chose not to. You picked first, and uh, you correctly picked that the Panthers would beat the Texans. They did so 24 to 9. 24 to 9. I mean, was anybody really surprised by this game? Nah. uh, I was surprised at how good Carolina looks. But then again, they were playing the Texans, but they're 3 0, man. Nobody saw that. Definitely did not see that coming. Uh, I mean, you know, Sam Darnold obviously had a good day, um, but the Panthers' defense, I mean, yeah, they only gave up 168 yards passing, 42 total rushing yards, oh, four still, sacks, nine QB hits. That's still backup quarterback, too. True, but... And if it's Tyrod, that's a different game. They still win, but it's a different game. They have... I mean, they obviously have had a pretty easy start to the year. Yeah. Uh, It'll yeah, they, they can't go, uh, you know, starting a parade or anything right now. This one came. Uh, this one came at a cost though, because McCaffrey goes out with a hamstring. Who's uh, surprised by this, man? I he, yeah. It's like every 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 year, everybody's all amped up about this guy, and then uh, he gets hurt They're early, ro- and then he yeah. gets, comes back, then he gets hurt again. Their rookie DB, uh, JC Horn, left the game with a broken foot. Mm. Um, Damn. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I yeah, I mean, are they in first place? In the- yes, they haven't yeah, lost. Yeah. Every other team's lost. Wow. Um, I mean, you know, this this ended precisely the way I thought it would end. Uh, this Davis Mills guy. I mean, he, you know, he didn't have much to work with. No, I, I tried uh, to root for him, but it was like, ugh, it's not. He ain't ready. Uh, there was one sack in this game that was just yeah. brutal, where he actually stepped into it. Yeah, and he again, to, like step up in again, like this up. second oh. week in a row, we've been talking about Hassan Reddick. Holy crap, yeah. that guy! When he sacks somebody, he yeah. blows that motherfucker up. Put it into him. It was um, yeah, like an episode of Oz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this team, obviously, you know, we don't expect much from the Texans this year. Mm. Uh, and without Tyrod Taylor, I- I'd say they're really bordering on. Kind of fucked at this yeah. point. Yeah, we'll we'll see, man. The uh, they still have a quarterback that they can activate that can change things. That's true. <laughs> I, some call him a generational. Yeah, generational talent, quarter, talent that is refusing to uh, help his team. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what a weird story that is. Yeah, he won't help his team, but he really begs people to help him at the end of a massage. That's all I'm just all right. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, why don't you give them? Yeah, a why don't ha- you a give, happy ending? Why don't you yeah, exactly? Why don't you give them the happy finish? <laughs> Maybe just a thought. Yeah. Uh, next up, I chose the Bills to beat the Washington Football Team, and boy, did they do that! Forty-three yeah. to twenty-one. Nothing to see here, folks. Uh, it was a get-right game. It was a get-right game. Um. I mean, obviously, you know, I, despite the fact that they got stomped on, I was really impressed with Taylor Heineke uh, and just his general kind of fight and desire to to make plays. And and mm. he did a, he did he played a lot like he played when we saw him play in the playoffs against the Bucks, where he's mm. like, you know, running around diving for the pylon to score a touchdown. Yeah. Somebody else did that too. There was another like catch and a there was some really physical. 
Yeah. You, you, you can't discredit the, the Washington football team for not trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they played, they played hard. They were just completely outclassed. Josh yeah. Allen was, I mean, this, I mean, whatever, it's against the Washington football team, but you know, th- this was the sort of MVP like performance that, that everybody was hyping about Josh Allen. He finally had a game that he could be proud of. What was he? 32 for 43, 358 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Four receivers with over fifty yards. I mean, yeah. if this is if this is the arrival of of the Bills team that we thought was going to yeah. show up, I AFC East is a wrap. Yeah. Uh, if this yeah, is they're how two they're, and one, I think everybody else is one and two, and or or no, Jets haven't won, have they? No, they have not. Yeah. They've thrown a lot of interceptions though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Then next, the Browns. <clears throat> next game, you pick the Browns to beat the Bears. I mean. Okay, the you know the, the you got you thought I was I was tripping when I was saying Justin Fields gonna have a rough go at it. Can I tell you why I thought that? Why? Because I'm a homer. Okay. For Georgia, and okay. and despite the fact that I know he played for Ohio I was State, say, but aside from the Ohio State thing, Justin Fields is actually from Kennesaw, Georgia. Yeah. Right. So. And I've always been a well, little. Well, I kind of saw this shit coming. Yeah, you, you did. <laughs> and I've always been a little pissed that that Kirby Smart, the coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, mm-hmm. picked Jake Fromm, who is yeah. now the third string quarterback for the Bills. Yeah. Over. Shout out uh, to Jake. Jake Fromm. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you remember, we did a story about him last year. Jake Fromm uh, fired off a tweet mm-hmm. uh, where he said he thought that only white, only elite white people should be allowed to own weapons. And then he kind of tried to double back and say, yeah. "Oh, I was just kidding." I was like, yeah. "Mm-hmm, yeah." Anyway, uh, anyway, I like Justin Fields. I'm a homer uh, when it comes to him, uh, but man, he got devoured yeah. by the brat. And and also, the, you know, in the same way that we just talked about the Bills showing up, uh, this Browns defense that we were being told was going to be an elite defense again. It's against the Bears. Yeah. But a, a extremely uh, neutered Bears offense. But credit where credit is due, I mean, they ate this fucking kid alive. Yeah. Okay. He got sacked nine times. Damn. The, and on top of that, f- 15 QB hits. Uh, I mean, Miles Garrett was just living. He might as well have taken snaps my- <laughs> <laughs> for the Bears. He's just back there. Miles Garrett broke the Browns franchise record with 4.5 sacks in a game. Mm. No one's ever done that before for the Browns. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard. Part of it, okay, look, there's a lot of reasons why this went wrong. Obviously, the Bears O-line is shit. Uh, Fields was holding on to the ball for too yes. long. I think he was a little confused sometimes. Which, to me, is like some typical college QB shit. I told you You that was going to happen, man. It's all right, though. No, People shouldn't panic, but it's just like, it's going to take a bit. But I think the other problem, which I think is actually a bigger problem, is that I don't think Matt Nagy is setting this kid up for success. I feel like he's trying to get... He's he's trying to he's he's essentially asking Justin Fields to run Andy Dalton's offense. Exactly. You know what I mean? Square peg round hole. The whole thing. Because they had him stuck in the pocket the whole game. They never almost never had him rolling out to his right. But who was? Who? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, exactly. Every time <laughs> they do that, when they move him like that, it's success. Mm-hmm. It cuts the field in half. It just exactly. makes it easier. And all the people that were worried about Baker Mayfield a couple of years ago, once they started moving, when Stefanski came there, starts moving that, moving that pocket a little bit, open, like calm them down a bit. It works, man. I, I just think at this point, I think Matt Nagy is in trouble. He's in trouble. His seat is hot. We had the levels that we talked about, the molten lava, and I think he's. Uh, what do we say? He's. Uh, uh, what's the pepper? Uh, the, the the Carolina the Reaper. Carolina Reaper in the butthole on a burning seat yeah. <laughs> of lava. Yeah, that's about where he's at. So he's got fire on the ass, uh-huh. and, and also and coming out, out of, of his the ass. ass. Yes, yes, he's completely <laughs> hot. The hottest <laughs> possible seat you could have. It, that's that's him right now. Yeah. yeah, because I just don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know any simpler way to put it other than than unless they regroup and like do because we mentioned this before, like that when uh, Kyle Shanahan and and his dad joined forces for the 
Washington team back mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. when Robert Griffith got or Griffin Griffith Griffith oh yeah RG three when he yeah. came out of college and they just changed the whole offense for him mm-hmm. and he was successful he went to the playoffs he got hurt unfortunately and you know never really bounced all the way back but right. they got the best out of RG three yeah and he could do that if he would just be a little more flexible I mean I, I just don't think you can expect. A mobile court, like to give the same game plan to a mobile quarterback like him. I feel we'll get to this later, but I feel like Sirianni may be making the same mistake with Jalen Hurts because you didn't really, I again, you didn't really see him. No, he only scrambled if the play. You didn't really see him use his like the best of his abilities until like the third quarter. Yeah, yeah, right, and that was when they started scoring points. Yeah, so I, I just think these coaches need to. Look at what they have, yeah, and scheme. They do it on they defense. Got. They do it everywhere else on the field. Why not do it at the quarterback position? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. They get do it. it with formations. They're not running a fucking goal line package every play. No, exactly. Because you got wide receivers, you want to get the ball to. Yeah. So just. You I mean, know, I, I you have, run certain routes to everybody. I haven't game. read any analysis of this game since it happened, but I can only imagine that everybody is probably wondering, like. How the hell do you expect Justin Fields to run Andy Dalton's offense? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so if you're a Bears fan, I'd be a little worried. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What did we have next? Ravens. Next up, I picked the Ravens to beat the Lions. Now, that seemed like a pretty obvious pick at the time. Um, you know, uh, I 66 I, yards <laughs> later. <laughs> I have to say this before we get into it. I, I've always felt like a sense of of empathy for the Lions because I think, you know, most people talk about them like and the way that they lose games yeah. and the way that they waste the careers of great players. You, you <laughs> kind of talk about them in the same way that 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 you talk about the Falcons. So I feel a bit of a connection to them, <laughs> a kinship. Uh, exactly. But I gotta say, I, I, honestly, I like the way they played this game for the yeah. most part. Um, they looked like an 0-2 team that had a sense of urgency, mm. right? After what the Ravens did last week, I expected a total ass-whooping. But the Lions played them tight. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder how good the Lions we're are. We're going to get up, and on the way up, we're yeah. going to buy the kneecap off. This felt like one of those games. Like, yeah. like hey, okay, everyone's buying in. They're going to do this. Uh, they had – did they have four? Yeah, they had four sacks. Yeah. They did a great job of making sure that Lamar Jackson didn't take off and run. They very minimal damage from him throughout the majority of the game on his feet. Uh, he only, I think he only had fifty-eight yards rushing. Yeah, man, how and many thirty-one t- of those came on one play. How many big plays did they drop? Hollywood Brown. Brown was out there <clears throat> dropping the ball like like he didn't have fingers. Or something. You know what's funny? I was listening to something on the way here. I didn't. I, I just heard this right before I came here. Somebody added up. He, the, if you add up just the total air yards from the passes that he dropped, mm. it was like 97 yards. <laughs> and, and so that doesn't even account for any potential like yards yeah, after yards the after catch. The catch. Yeah, yeah. It, it was insane. I mean, that's why they lost this game because Hollywood Brown. And it's funny because as I was watching the game, you know, I'm taking notes. And, and the first thing I wrote when he dropped the first one was like, oh, bad drop by Hollywood Brown. And then he did it again, and I went back to my notes, and I wrote two. Uh, <laughs> then he did two more times. And right? then shortly thereafter, he dropped a third. I was like, God damn it, Hollywood Brown. <laughs> I went back and had to like, scratch three into my notes. Hollywood doodoo Brown. <laughs> That's what she – yeah, exactly. I mean, that was uh, – I mean, uh, you could easily say that that, that could be – the reason right, so that, that's why I was close, and he probably would have blamed himself after the game. Whatever they won, and all of that stuff. But uh, this game shouldn't have been like like the Lions got some breaks. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Ravens are are great. No, I'm saying they should be happy that they pulled out. They have Justin Tucker. <laughs> I mean, they obviously. I personally think they should have been flagged for delay of game. That too. Uh, he doesn't make that from. That's a huge. That should hit the fucking <clears throat> crossbar. Okay. And this is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And and if you check the reactions of the people who are sitting behind the end zone, all those uh, Lions fans, yeah. and you watch them, the reason why they call it a gut punch is because <laughs> you look at these guys, you all of them look like somebody had punched them in the gut. Yeah. I was in absolute shock, like everybody else, when that thing hit the crossbar and goes over. He breaks 
the NFL record for the longest field goal. Yeah. Uh, previously held by Matt Prater, who we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he attempted to break the record uh, on Sunday, and it went a very different way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, I mean, this was like, I mean, this was the most Lions way that you could possibly yeah. lose a game. It felt... Even a no-call, too. Uh, yeah. The no-call, too. It felt, and then, like, what, why doesn't he go out of bounds, though, before that? I don't know. I don't even know why they decided to run one more play, to be honest with you. Yeah, they could have ruined everything. When they had seven seconds on the clock, I mean, all he did was just throw it out of bounds. Yeah. Um, But this was, uh, this was amazing. I sat there, my kids were still up and we, my wife had gone to bed and, and I think this was the last thing they saw. And it was just like, the three of us were just like off the sofa. Like, holy shit. Great, man. Best sport in the world, man. That was fantastic. Uh, Okay, moving on. Next game, you picked the Colts. Yeah, I thought the Colts were going to pull it out, man. You picked the Colts to beat the Titans. And uh, what happened there? Mm. <laughs> uh, you were wrong, sucker. I forgot to keep these going. Yeah. Uh, the Titans uh, beat the Colts 25-16. to 16. Um, It was not that close as the score. No, it wasn't. I actually... Carson Wentz, man. I don't really know what to say about this game other than that the Colts are in real trouble. Yeah. I think. Well, they play um, us next week, so. It wasn't even that great of a performance by the Titans, to be honest with you. I didn't think the Colts would be 0 3 now. I didn't think so either. I mean, Derrick Henry had over 100 yards, and, you know, but. Yeah, but they, still, have hitched, they have hitched that to, to that wagon. AJ Brown left the game early. T- Tannehill did it. Some Tannehill ish shit. Yeah. I mean. Like, he'll throw a great pass. And he'll, he'll, he'll scramble, and then he'll just throw an inexplicable throw to the other team. Yeah. And just like, what were you looking at? This was, by all measures, a bad game by the Titans, yeah. uh, which actually sort of made me understand on a deeper level how bad the Colts are right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we like, thought they would ride that defense. Uh, Carton Wentz could get his resurrection or whatever with Frank Wright and all that shit, but mm. no. You're right. Yeah, I think the Colts are should be hitting the panic button. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you picked. Uh, next up, I picked the Chiefs to beat the Chargers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just decided by his damn self that he was going to lose this game, and they <laughs> lost thirty to twenty four. Uh, yeah. I have to say, I think it finally may have happened. I think Patrick Mahomes has gotten too big for his britches. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Man, I never, uh, I didn't know that yeah, they say that in Georgia. Too big for his britches. Too big for his britches. Um, I feel big. like. Pants hot. You know, the Chargers along, you know, I, it fe- kind of feels like the rest of the ASC West is kind of catching up to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like catching up to what they're putting down, basically. Mm-hmm. Herbert was amazing. Yeah. Uh, 26 for 38, 281 Ooh. yards. Uh, exactly. Four touchdown passes, no picks. Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. These dudes were open yeah. all day long. That was insane, some of this, man. All like, day long. This looked like the Chiefs defense from like three years ago. It's a problem. When they would be like, you know they have they'd the worst. have to score 40 points to win. I think they have the worst defense in the league, actually. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Their defense looks like it. When regressed. I looked this up last week in the, in the stats, there's just team defense. I think they have the worst defense in the league. Okay. Because two years ago, when they won the Super Bowl, they had just turned that defense around. But before that, like in 18, hmm. they were just getting run all over, and then they just needed Mahomes to get them 40. And Mahomes was terrible. He was 27 for 44, 260 yards. He had three touchdown passes, but he had two really, really bad picks. Uh, two well, lost fumbles by uh, yeah. Hilaire and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, um, <laughs> Hilaire just kept fumbling. And I think this is one of those things where I think the Chargers, they're just a better team now, and, and you cannot— They're not better than the Chiefs. No, but they're better than they used to be, yeah. and you cannot—in in in all logical ways, you cannot afford to give up the ball four times yeah, in one true. game and expect to win Very if true. you play a good team. I'm not saying the Chargers are great. I'm saying they're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And you're just not supposed to win games. Yeah. And, if you turn over like that, if you yeah. turn it over that many times, and I think that this this narrative where we always expect the Chiefs to kind of pull it out in the end, oh. it feels like it's starting to fade. Oh, in my true. opinion, 
next, I chose the uh, Saints to beat the uh, the Patriots. Yeah, and uh, I did. I I had no hesitation about that. I knew this time would come when uh, the rookie quarterback. That's that's probably why they never play the rookie quarterbacks mm. over there in New Orleans. But um, you know, the whispers are starting to come up now. Mm-hmm. Like is. Is it was it more Brady than Belichick? You know that whole stuff's coming up, and uh, some people are saying that maybe the the Patriots are looking to next week when they play sure. the Bucks. Uh, maybe they're looking ahead a little bit mm. and uh, didn't focus enough on this game. Mm. But they lost twenty eight to thirteen, and it doesn't look like uh, Mac Jones is gonna is ready just yet to uh, the the style of offense. We're talking about Nagy mm. and that offensive style. I think the Patriots need to adjust to uh, Mac Jones and let him cook a little bit. Yeah. They're scared to lose because of the rookie, but they got to let him cook, man. They've played very conservative through the first two weeks, uh, and it's kind of funny. We came into week three. Jones was the one rookie QB who hadn't thrown a pick yet. Yeah. and then he threw how many? Two? Uh, two. I so think. He threw two in this game. Yeah. The one that I thought was the most backbreaking was like, okay, you're struggling. You go into the locker room at halftime. Let's regroup. We're going to come out. We're going to put one on him. And then he just immediately throws a pick six. <laughs> like yeah. It was like the first play of the second but half. I think it was tipped, right? Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Um, still not I'm pretty what you sure, want. Yeah, tipped it. Tipped uh, it. As far as the Saints are concerned, I would say that this is another one of those games where, uh, you know, he didn't throw a pick. Well, he didn't throw a pick, but they also didn't really. He didn't have to do that much because yeah. they just kept getting the ball. Yeah, this is another yeah. one of those games where he he went thirteen for twenty one. He only threw for one hundred twenty eight yards and two TDs. Damn. Because they didn't they didn't really have to do anything. Mm. You know. Yeah. I mean, one of those touchdowns was, you know, again, pick six. Kamara was like, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't really have. Um, and Jameis ran more than normal, too. That's true. He yeah. was getting out of the pocket and, like, trying to make stuff happen with his legs more. Saints D was good. They put pressure on him That's all they, yeah. day long. Yeah. They had two sacks, 11 QB hits. They were, they were yeah, up they in were, that kid's yeah, they face. They had him yeah, hurried as well, too. Where he and And it looks like. He goes inside out from the way he reads. Like his his first instinct almost is to throw short and like yeah. But I think they have a better offensive line than uh than his clock. Sure, he should readjust his internal clock and maybe look a little bit further downfield. Take a breath. Yeah, take a breath, get it out. But I think he'll be all right, man. Uh-huh. Patriots run game horrible, non-existent, non-existent. And it, then Sony Michelle is over there flying which, high. Which over is exactly there. what I wrote down. It's funny because it's like they were so confident in letting yeah. go of Sony Michelle yeah. to the Rams, um, but the, you know they were like, "We're good, we're fine." Damian Harris hit fourteen yards. James White six. Mac Jones, the least mobile quarterback of all the rookie quarterbacks, was their leading rusher with twenty eight yards. Look at if you look back at the game, count the players in the box. Right. They are daring them to run. Oh, sure. no, they're daring them to pass. They're daring them to let Mac Jones let it fly. Right. And make him learn how to beat people in the air. And teams are going to do that until they start throwing the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. So they got to take their shots. Otherwise, it's going to stay stacked. And no matter who you are, unless you're Barry Sanders, are you going to be able to run against nine guys coming at you? Yeah. There's yeah. not enough blockers. So they got to adjust, man. Yeah. I agree. He's and they got a coaching like Matt Nagy. They got a big one coming next week. So yeah, we'll, man. We'll get into that. <laughs> the Bucks later. gonna beat that ass. <clears throat> For sure. Right. Uh next up, I went against my better judgment and I picked my Atlanta Falcons to beat the New York football giants. And they did. They did it in a shit bowl. The absolute <laughs> fucking shit bowl of the yeah, week. That shit was this, hard. This game was awful. I, I grabbed the highlights to watch this game. Uh, later, I watched the 40-minute one, uh-huh. but uh, I, I did the highlight one. And normally, they're like six minutes long, <clears throat> five minutes long. If I want to catch it real quick, I try to watch a bunch of highlight uh, yeah. packages. Well, and then like a, it was like two minutes, two but, and a half minutes. <laughs> but, but 20. <laughs> I was like, damn, did it end? Like, <laughs> I didn't even get the. <laughs> okay, I, something I want to talk about in this game that annoyed me. Uh, okay, so I sent you a picture on Sunday. Kyle Pitts posted this thing on his yeah. Instagram story that a breakthrough was coming, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this because I, I was reading the stats through the first two weeks. Pitts had averaged only five targets per game. He had only dropped one pass, right? Mm-hmm. We were told that this dude was like a generational talent, right? We mm-hmm. were told that his presence would make <laughs> us Falcons fans feel less shitty about losing Julio Jones. Ugh. We were told yeah, he's over there thriving. that this guy would play more like a wideout. We were also yeah. told that he would be a complete mismatch for any DB in the league yeah. because that nobody would be able to cover him. But so far, Arthur Smith has played Kyle Pitts like a garden variety tight end. Yeah. Nothing new, nothing special, just a tight end. And I was wondering going into this game, like, when are you going to unleash, uh, unleash this fucking hmm. so-called black unicorn? Okay. <laughs> Is that what they call him? No, they just oh. call him a unicorn. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but today, or but this particular day, through three quarters, Kyle Pitts had zero targets. Wow. Zero. Look, I'm... I'm not on the field, so I don't know if I don't know. Maybe it's a problem. Like maybe he's not getting separation. Maybe he's is not he open. Doubled? Is he double covered? I have no idea. I uh-huh. honestly don't know. So I could be totally wrong about this, but I just don't understand why you have this guy, this weapon, and you're just not using him. And then when they do decide to use him, I mean, the dude. If you look up, he, he's literally averaging 15 yards per catch. Damn. Right, and that's you know now I, I get that. You know that that stat line will li- likely drop if you start targeting him more, but I just don't get. <laughs> but first downs will increase. <laughs> I, yeah, but I don't get why. Why do we go outside of the box to use our fourth overall pick on a player that we're told and and does in fact appear to be a very special player, mm. and then we put him in the game and we ask him to play like you know this Aaron very Hernandez. unspecial yeah. role and Jason it's just a, I, I just don't understand. What? It might be the coach, man. I, I really feel like it might be. It's like the, if if there was no like hot offensive coordinator that was looking for a coaching job that does different creative and special stuff it's, under the umbrella of a, a once in a lifetime generational <laughs> coach. There was nobody out there like that. And also, you know, and you know, <laughs> tag on like that. It just doesn't seem like there was a coach out there looking for a job who's known for scheming up like. You know, just like literally the most creative offense yeah, ever, I- ever yeah. in the history of football. Yeah, no, it would be. Sh- it's a shame that there wasn't someone yeah, out if there. That was available. Then you take them. I mean, that would have been awesome. Otherwise, you get Arthur Smith. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, but so, so I'll say, I'll say this. Look, credit to the Falcons for finding a way to win a game that normally they would find a way to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will also say that it wasn't for a lack of trying. They should have lost this game on the game-tying drive when mm. Matt Ryan lofted up this gift of an interception yeah. to the Giants' D-back that he just yeah. – it was almost like he didn't – It was too easy. It, it was almost too easy. He couldn't uh. deal with it, and he bobbled it, and he dropped it. Uh, you know that, but as a fan of a team that has bad luck, you know when that happens, you just lost the game. Yeah. The good teams make that play, mm-hmm. and bad teams lose that – don't make that play and then have heartbreak around the corner. Yeah. That's what happened. I mean, the defense actually had a great stop late in the game. They gave the ball back to the offense. And then in this final drive, the Falcons finally looked like the team that I, I, I certainly hoped they could be for at least part of the season anyway. Yeah. Big time catch for uh, – I mean, I mean, honestly, this guy, Cordero uh, – Oh, Patterson, Cordero. Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Who knew that this guy was going to turn out to be our best player uh, over the last two weeks? That kind of says something about the team, though. Exactly. <laughs> the roster. Uh, and then uh, it was like someone reminded Matt Ryan, like, hey, remember that tight end that we drafted fourth overall? I heard he's really good at catching the ball. And yeah. then he hit him for a deep shot that put us in the field goal range. And then, of course, our best, our, our really our actual best player, Young Way Koo, Koo, comes out and... Uh, <laughs> You know, he splits the uprights, and we win one of the most pathetic Falcon-esque football wins that you could possibly hope for, a, a full-on shitball victory. Yeah. The Giants were trash. Uh, Joe Judge is, I, I, I think, the other coach who's probably on a hot seat. Yeah. 0-3. And that New York media, I can't imagine how that talk radio is going. In this game, I mean— yeah. d- this was like the Eli Manning uh, jersey retirement day, which they did at halftime. You yeah. think they 
that New York Just media like is that nine eleven thing. Exactly. <laughs> that's together, that, yeah, that's the problem gonna, is mm-hmm. you are trash. So, yeah. Uh, they were going to win because it was 9 11, and yeah. then they were going to win. You lose <laughs> to the Falcons on Eli Manning Day, bro. Yeah. That's like. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I picked the Steelers to uh, to beat the Bengals. What's mm. uh, wrong about that? You were full on wrong. It was 24 to 10. 24 to 10. Uh, I had a feeling. Going into this game, I am I'm I, I'll just say in general, right off the hop, I've completely lost faith in Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, I know I like to dunk on him quite a bit um, because he's a rapist, um, <laughs> but uh, I also that'll think, do it. I also think that he might now, at this point in his career, just be bad at football. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time for them to move. Does on. that cliff, man? Some people hit the cliff. I think it's time for them to move on. So I, who? Oh, Mason Rudolph? Well, I just think that they're not going to move on, Mm. right? Because they're going to try to protect his legacy. But he's already fucked his own legacy because he's a rapist. Mm. Uh, Anyway, he went 38 for 58. That's a lot of passes. I I mean, do you really want this dude throwing 58 times in a football game? Brady, too. He threw over 50 passes. Two picks. Both of them to the same guy. One of them was so bad, it looked like he was the intended target. (laughs) Right? Yeah. He threw it right to him. Oh, that's the next game, too. Um, <laughs> Burrow had a pick, too, but he also had three touchdown passes. And this Burrow to Jamar Chase. Looking good. Bro, that one catch, the the touchdown catch yeah. where I don't think most people under – now, okay, these guys are wearing gloves. I get that. But I don't think a lot of people understand how hard it is. Go back and watch that first touchdown catch where the ball's coming over his shoulder. He's not catching it in the cradle. Mm, he's catching it between like his between his palm. I don't yeah. and he's catching the back side of the yeah, ball. That's hard. That is a very 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 difficult catch to make. Stick him. Uh I think it's hilarious that everybody was worried about this kid dropping balls because this guy is clearly does not have this problem. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon had a great day. 90 yards on the ground. Najee Harris, not so great day. What's Zach Taylor's seat like right now? Uh, I'd say Zach Taylor's seat is, um, yeah, is is I don't know room, room temperature. You think? Well, yeah. what what's above room temperature? Like a lukewarm, maybe. Or I meant under. Sorry. Uh, you think it's even cooler than that? Yeah. Oh wow! Like refrigerator? D- dude, they're what are they? Are they three and one? Or no, two and one. Yeah, they're two and one. They're two and one, and they're leading their division. I know it's week three, but still, you can't have him any kind of warmth. And they beat the division. Yeah, okay. And they beat their. I mean, what's supposed to be their big brother? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, good point. uh, Let's see. Next up, uh, I picked the Cardinals to beat the Jags. What a hard pick. In the uh, Captain <laughs> Obvious Game of the Week. <laughs> the Captain Obvious Game uh, of the Week. But, you know, hey, look, the Jags were frisky in this game early. They they yeah. kind of looked... 31-19 um, final score. They looked like uh, they were not really interested in being 0-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a really good job of frustrating the Cardinals' offense um, that's been absolutely on fire through the first couple of weeks. They haven't um, won in over a year. I know. How funny is it? You saw that thing I posted on the. <laughs> yeah. It was like. They went 1 0 last year <clears throat> to start the season. And they tweeted, like, not satisfied with. One's not enough. One's not enough. And they haven't won since. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Uh, they scored one of the craziest touchdowns you're ever going to see in your life. Uh, this was hilarious, especially considering the night that, that, that we had with record breaking field goals. Yeah. Matt Prater, who. Previous or prior to Justin Tucker held the longest field goal record at 62 yards, mm-hmm. right? Uh, lined up to try and kick a 68 yarder, uh, came up short. Jamal Agnew takes it and runs what is effectively a, a tie for the longest touchdown mm-hmm. run because you can't like run 108, 109. 109. You can't go more than 109 because no. 110 means you're out of bounds. Out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Uh, Corderell Patterson is actually one of the other only other guys who's done that. Oh, wow. Um, I think he did it with the Bears on a punt return or something. The, with the Bears? Uh-huh. He played for them too? Damn, yeah. he played for everybody. Yeah. 
I mean, that was insane. I think the Cardinals probably went into the locker room down 13 to 7 and just decided, you know, okay, what, you know what? For for the benefit of the world, we are going to go out there and continue the misery of Urban Meyer for at least <laughs> one more week. Let's do it. They that. are who we thought they yeah. were. They came <laughs> out uh, and they put it on the Jags. Trevor Lawrence finally started throwing uh, some more picks. Yeah. Two more. Uh, that's seven total through Damn. three weeks. Damn. D Hop was playing back. I like up. that. I do like that they're letting Trevor Lawrence sling it, though. I do too. And I think that's what they need to do with Mac Jones. I agree. I agree. I think they're making him sling it, man. Let him go out there and make his mistakes. Well, I I guess with Trevor, uh, you know, you're not winning games, though. Right. So I don't know. Uh, Let's go to the next game. Let's keep this thing rolling. I picked the. uh, Did I pick Dolphins? I picked the Dolphins to beat the Raiders. Are we there? Are we skipping uh, Broncos, Jets? You picked the Broncos. Well, I'm going by this. Oh, really? Uh huh. I don't think so. Oh, whatever. Doesn't matter. Oh, I think I thought that the well, I, I think I. Picked oh yeah, the you're Dolphins. right. You're right. Right. Dolphins. You picked. Um, did you pick the? Did you pick that? I should have. Okay. I think I picked the Raiders to beat the Dolphins. Okay. Yeah. Well, you were right about that. I was. Uh, this was a bit of a nail biter. Yeah, man. Went to overtime. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, in Dolphins' world, it's doom and gloom right now. But uh, the backup quarterback was in and played him to a overtime game. It was a fun game to watch. I don't know. Maybe because I'm doing this now, I don't get all depressed after a loss. Mm. But uh, it's not like the season's over. It was a good game, and uh, they won. I don't know. No else to say. I got to say, I think this was a very gutsy performance. Yeah. Uh, it was a really stupid play or decision by Brissett sure. to throw the ball into the end zone. High mm-hmm. and Waddle had no chance of bringing that out, and then they it caused a safety, right? And a missed field goal happened in the game. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's, that's points given away. Miami could have won the game. Yeah. Uh, so the decision to do that is uh, I don't even think I would have had that play in. Right. Like, don't even let somebody throw that. Mm-hmm. I mean, have the option to throw the ball three yards deep into the end zone. But right. Whatever. I I just think that um, I think Brissett. Uh, you know, sure, he made some mistakes, but man, he took some hits. Yeah, uh, trying to extend to plays and and just kept going. And yeah. um, there was a few hits where I was like, "How did he not fumble the ball?" In yeah, the head? like I, I was just really, um, and and the touchdown run that he had where he just kind of put it all on the line. It was like I'm yeah. just I'm just I don't care. Hit yeah, to, to, to get going to, towards the tie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you got to give full credit to the Raiders for winning what is a very ugly game yeah. from their perspective. To go up against the badass Dolphins uh, secondary and play yeah. the way that they did, to ju- I feel like Derek Carr played one. A, a, what I kind of expected was for De- Derek Carr to go into this game and to be a little scared of this mm. Dolphins secondary, and I don't think he shied away from that. I think yeah. I mean, the Dolphins secondary still played really well. Yeah, but he was like, "Okay, let's go. I'm going to keep coming at you." Uh, like he, yeah. I he threw that pick six. And they got down 14-0 at the beginning of this game. Yeah, exactly. And it looked like it was going to be oof, a rough one for them. But they came back, yeah. They showed some perseverance and they won the game. I kinda, next. <laughs> next. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't hear about this shit anymore. What is next? Oh, the Broncos. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. You picked the Broncos to beat the Jets. Uh, I mean, Just as – damn. I didn't re- – <laughs> I just looked at the score. I've watched the. I didn't even think about the fact that these motherfuckers are not scoring, man. Yeah, just twenty six to zero. Twenty six to nothing. <laughs> they cannot score. No. Uh, Zach Wilson ties Trevor Lawrence with uh, seven picks on the year. So that's what a surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rookie quarterback. Let him go though. Let him do it. I, I'll say that for them too. Yeah, it's I, crazy that these teams who. Um, they were at the top of the draft last year. It looked like they're going to be back at the top again. And yeah, I don't know. People, people, and the fans want this. They want you to go get that. They're saying tank for Trevor, tank for Tua. What was the one before that? Uh, I forget the other one. But these fan bases say this. Then they get the guy they want, and now they're back at the bottom again. Yeah, who are you tanking for now? Yeah, who are you tanking for now? Like, what do you want now? Tanking for an offensive lineman. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's so it's so strange uh, that these uh, fans actually want that instead of, but they're all dumb. 
Teddy Two Gloves did not throw a touchdown pass all day, but he didn't really have to. Uh, Melvin Gordon looked great. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, the Broncos D sacked Zach Wilson five times. Um, I still don't think the Broncos are for real yet. I mean, who they beat the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets so far. I think they're the you are the, what your record says you are though. I, man. But I would argue that they're the least convincing three and team okay. that we have at the like moment. The Steelers last year, uh, exactly. Next up, they have Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, and Browns. So, so they'll be three and four. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> that defense could carry them a long way, man. Shout out to Vic Fangio. Interesting side note: uh, in this game, there was a white guy who got a taunting call. Oh, really? Yes. I don't I know bet his the name. Refs were like. They probably met like, we got to call a white dude, man. That's what I was going to say. Number 66 for the Broncos. I don't know who he is, but I was thinking that maybe they were probably like, hey, shit, these uppity Negroes are onto us. We need to, <laughs> we need to throw one on a white guy. Um, yes. <laughs> so. Oh, man. I, I was going to say I still haven't seen one, but I was going to remark on the fact that there weren't that many yesterday. That's true. Or Sunday. Uh, Very few. I didn't see many at all. I didn't know about this uh, this number 66 getting called. You know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, now the game of the week. Yeah. The game of the mother effing week was the Rams versus the Bucks. I picked the Rams to win yes. uh, because I knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. I knew that the Bucks haven't looked great in their victories. Mm. Uh, and the Rams just look like they're ramping up, man. Mm-hmm. And Stafford <laughs> looks like the happiest man, like a kid in a candy store, man. Yeah. Just out there having fun. They won 34 to 24. Um, it never felt like the Bucks were going to pull it out. It just felt like the Rams kind of stayed ahead the whole game. Too. I was going to say that don't let the score line fool you uh, because Brady only threw a touchdown pass. Uh, he threw one touchdown pass all day, and it came in garbage time at the mm-hmm. end of the game. Yeah. The Rams stomped a mud hole yeah. in the Bucks. Yeah, they were head and shoulders above. They looked like the better team the whole game. I so, mean, yeah, yeah Matthew Stafford – just went off 27 for 38 343 yards four touchdown passes i mean the book I don't, is out though how do you um, stop this whole cooper, cooper cup thing i don't get it how do you uh, stop uh, it he might be the best receiver in the league he's looking like it the, no, you know what it's not just that oh welcome back motherfucking deshaun jackson he was awesome like the top is off of the deep you got robert woods you got deshaun jackson <laughs> Cooper Cup is just eating. <laughs> you have to play the big play. And Deshaun Jackson, they missed a couple times. They don't have their chemistry yet. Right. Imagine when they start hitting those. Oof. Imagine when they start. It's like they're not even done yet. Yeah. I bet I bet that's exactly what uh, McVeigh is saying. Like, man, it's just stewing. The stew is not. We're in the early parts of the stew. We just put the potatoes in and the fucking uh, and the carrots in. Yeah. Let that shit sit in the oven a little bit longer, and we're going to have a real stew later. <laughs> I would <laughs> have to say roast. you have to shout out the Rams defense as well. Yeah, man. Um, that, Brady was on a run. Yeah. and But they also, like, they were really good at, like, stopping the big play. Yeah. They were really good at. Stopping the Bucks short of the first down marker. Yeah. Just blowing up the play. Great open field tackling. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they took nothing for granted. And moving uh, moving Aaron Donald around like that. Mm. He, I, I saw him come from the right, from the left, from the middle. It was like... And yeah. he one play, I saw him triple team, and he still got to Brady. <laughs> got to, like in the area to, to uh, uh, hurry him. So, yeah. um, I mean, the Bucks don't have much to worry about anyway. It's not like it was doom and gloom, but... They just were outmatched this game, and we'll see. Uh, and Arians got out coached. You know, what I mean, McVay was in his bag. Oh yeah, yeah it's gonna yeah. Yeah. Uh, then it was you. Uh, oh shit! Oh not shit! Good. Not good. <laughs> uh, I actually went against my better judgment. I actually thought the Vikings were going to win this game, but I picked the Seahawks because I was like, <clears throat> you know, I just thought that was crazy. Vikings went thirty to seventeen. They did. Uh, the Seahawks were up 17-7, to and it looked like they were just going to cruise all over these Vikings. Uh, but just like last week, yeah, this man. explosive Seattle offense went missing in action for the second half, t- two games in a row. Uh, the Vikings, D, I mean, they played better, but... You like that? You like that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't forget about that guy. Uh, but, you know, they came, they played like they were just not going to be 0-3. Yeah. And they weren't. And... Credit where credit is due. Kirk Cousins played a hell of a game. He was yes. 
30 for 38. You like that? You like 323 that. yards, three touchdown passes. Uh, this guy, Alexander Madison, filling in for the in- injured Dalvin Cook. Holy yeah. crap, he was good. Yeah, man. He was on, I th- you know, and he kind of has the same hairstyle. <laughs> he's got his hair sticking out in the back. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, he's just Dalvin same Cook. It's same they guy. cloned him. Yeah, they cloned Dalvin Cook, basically. Uh, Justin Jefferson had a great day. There was a hilarious moment in this game where Kirk Cousins, he was in the shotgun, and suddenly he grabs at his cleat. He rips it off of his foot and just tosses it to the side right before he takes the snap. Oh, I didn't see that. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he must have like just dislodged it in the previous play and yeah, it was falling like, off. I can't, and it on, yeah. I can't get it on right. And the ball was getting ready to be snapped, but it was one of those weird moments where we we're just like, what is he doing? Uh, <laughs> this is a very solid, uh, statement performance for the Vikings, I would say. Um, but the real story is what the hell is going on with these Seahawks? Honestly, we'll see, man. Russ is going to be MVP. <laughs> that, that one's gone out of the way. You think so? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> You the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he is. Yeah. That's my quarterback. Now, uh, next game. Next game. I picked the. Did I pick the 49ers to win this? You did. Mm. I don't know why I did that. What I'm was the final score? I forgot to write it down. Thir- 28 to 30. Uh, yes. Green Bay went into San Fran and pulled out a victory. We talked about how, how uh, Rodgers wanted to. Beat the team that didn't take him and all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they did it. Aaron Rodgers silenced his critics yeah. and added another tale to the legacy in what is essentially a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Yes, the Packers D blew the lead to Jimmy G, who barely uh, completed half of his passes all day, <laughs> uh, not to mention throwing a pick and fumbling the ball away. But And then I, Trey Lance comes in and scores a touchdown. But I ask you this. With 37 seconds left on the clock. Man, who? Yeah. Yeah. How many active quarterbacks in this league would you want to have the ball in their hands? Two. Rodgers Mahomes. Exactly. Rodgers Mahomes. That's it. Or maybe because of who their kicker is, you could say Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because Jackson might get you in field goal range. You know what's funny? I looked this up. Um, uh, record for game-winning drives. Brady uh-huh. has forty-nine. Big Ben, Evan Terry, exactly. <laughs> Big Ben has forty-seven. Really, in third place, Matt Ryan with thirty-nine. <laughs> they should do the, the inverse. How many quarterbacks have lost the game? <laughs> yeah, Matt Stafford with thirty-nine. Aaron Rodgers eventually pops up with twenty-six. But the the other thing that this stat doesn't tell you is. Man, you know, awesome. you need to be losing yeah. in order, <laughs> for it to you know happen, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it, maybe it's just that Aaron Rodgers plays for a better football team. He clearly plays for a better football yeah. team than Matt Stafford having 39 game-winning drives just means that the Lions are always losing. Shitty, shitty. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a great game. De- Devontae Adams was unstoppable. Man, he's, oh, the, yeah, he's the best in the league. I was going to say Cooper, no, uh, Devontae Sc- Adams insanely good. Scantling finally got into the into the picture. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't obviously it wasn't like a dominant win, but it was a good win yeah, for them. They looked really good. Um, yeah, I mean Rodgers, honestly, he, he's just a great quarterback. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. no doubt about that. He's uh, where is he? You the real MVP. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Finally, we have who did you? Is this you or me? No, this you. is me. I picked the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. And they did forty-one to twenty-one. Yeah, man. Um, man. I got something to say about this game, real quick. Do it. I had enough. If, if you were on a defense, right? Yep. And the quarterback audibles, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, "Bob Ross, Bob Ross." <laughs> what kind of play you think they're calling? They're switching to. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Something to do with pretty little trees, <laughs> right? They, they, uh, Dak says Bob Ross, Bob Ross, uh-huh. and they run a draw. 
<laughs> oh, that's clever. For those out there that uh, that don't know, the the famous, you probably know who the guy is. Got the big ass curly the afro, big white afro, big white dude, white tall white guy, lanky dude with a big ass afro. Uh, he passed away not too long ago. His name is Bob Ross. Everybody knew him because it's a very calming voice, and you watch him paint these beautiful uh, mm-hmm. outdoor scenery. There's a Netflix documentary about him now. I gotta check it out. I haven't uh, seen it yet. Bob Ross, man, and then when he said it, the commentator was like, "This must be a draw or something," and uh. they ran a draw. <laughs> He's like Bob Ross because you can hear his audibles really clearly in the in the broadcast. That's funny. And then when he said <clears throat> it, I was like, "Oh, Bob Ross," and then they ran a draw. I was like, "No way!" He checked down to a draw play. It's so cool to see that stuff happen. Uh, Dak was damn near perfect. Twenty one yeah. for twenty six, two hundred thirty eight yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Zeke finally had a breakout performance. I guess he got tired of hearing all that Tony Pollard talk for the past week because he had Pollard looked good too though. Pollard looked great, but I'm just saying, like yeah, Zeke yeah. really showed up. Yeah. Um even in the passing game too. Exactly. Trayvon Diggs, brother of Stefan Diggs. Oh my had god. Fifty nine yard pick six. Did you see how he ran that route for the day? You know they played together in Alabama. Mm-hmm. The uh and he uh Devontae Smith and mm-hmm. he played in Alabama together. He I guess he knew. Once the way Smith ran that route, mm. Smith stumbled a little bit, but he would have picked it off no matter what, man. He ran that route for him. Yeah. It looked good. Um, unsung hero of the game, I would say, is Dan Quinn. Uh, yeah, sure. Because that defense was shit last year. Yep. He comes in. These guys are flying around. They got Micah Parsons out there. They got this uh, Diggs, uh, brother of uh, Stephon Diggs, or cousin. Or, I don't know how they're related. I think they're brothers, right? I think they're brothers. Yeah, he's out there balling. They're flying around like crazy. They already had that dude, uh, the D end that's uh, terrorizing them. I mean, they're doing stunts <laughs> on the line. They look good. Yeah. And uh, as you said earlier uh, about Hertz, that they're not. They're trying to put a, a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. So I think also I would like to say about Hertz. Uh, I think he deserves to be seen as a developing talent. Yeah. that could improve. Uh, on his mistakes as he goes. I feel like this is effectively his rookie campaign. I know we saw him for a few games last year, but this is really his first. Yeah. This is really, he's a rookie. Uh, and all these other rookies, you know, they get all the rope that they need yeah. and go out there and throw seven picks in three games. Mm. I, I just feel like Uh-oh. analysts talking about Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are always quick to remind us that Peyton Manning threw 28 picks in his rookie season. So... I would argue that Jalen Hurts is already better than both of those guys. <laughs> so I'm willing to offer him the same amount of rope mm. in what effectively is his rookie season. Like, go out there and ball out. Make those mistakes. Yep. Next year, you come back. We'll see if you learn from it. We'll also see if the if the Eagles can manage to kind of put a better team around you yeah. and put a better scheme around you. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I still think that this guy's a great player, and, and I, I just hope they don't. You think that you, it sounds like you're scared they're gonna pull the trigger um, uh, on getting? Well, I'm just thinking about what they did last year, the way mm-hmm. they kind of disrespected him last year. Sir, uh, well, Sirianni's there now. It's true. not so much. Uh, but also, Sirianni had, could look at it and go, "Well, I didn't pick this guy. I want somebody that's else." That's true. You know what I mean? That happens. But, he's, but he, he gets to see him every day in practice. He sees him on the field. Um, I don't know. I feel like they they seem to be and Sirianni being such a player's coach, they seem to be committed to Hurts. I think. I do too. I'm now, just the way of, they played uh, this game too, it looks like it. I wouldn't be that concerned, as concerned as I was in the off season. In the off season, it felt like he wasn't getting a fair shake. It looks like he's getting a fair shake. Now. Yeah, and also, like I said earlier, I just felt like I didn't really it, like the Eagles started playing better when they allowed him to play the way that he feels more yeah. comfortable. When you saw him getting out of the pocket and moving around and becoming more mobile, yeah, they that was when they scored most of their points. Yeah, man. And kind of looked like they were going to get back into the game until... It's also when teams play a, a simple prevent defense, too. Sure. I mean, he was obviously more desperate then, too. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. But it was... Uh, it's fun It's fun to watch him. I like the Eagles' defense. I wouldn't hang my head too much if I were the, the Eagles fans. Uh, their defense looked good, man. They were they were getting to, to Dak as well. I'm Even pretty- though they put up 41 points, they still were... <laughs> yeah. You know, some of that was also the pick six and short field and stuff like that. I'm pretty convinced at this point that the Cowboys are going to win this division, though. I'm a little mad about that because we had that futures bet, and it seems like only an injury can stop them. I agree. In that division. I agree, 100%. Damn it. Yeah. We had it, man. 
We should have just picked Dallas. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought that the uh, the Washington football team's defense was fool's gold? Uh-huh. That's what we based it all on is their defense. And yeah. now we're going to not win 50,000 crowns. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, what Who, else? Is that it? What do we got for MVP of the week? Oh, yeah. Uh, Who you got? The real MVP for me is I'm going to say that uh, we got to see a coach-quarterback combination flex on the NFL and uh, and everybody needs to be on notice because right now the combination of Matthew Stafford mm. and Sean McVay. Uh, you the real MVP. Real MVP, baby. Yeah. I, I would say that that was like kind of – like I, I was split between that and um, – and essentially, I just feel like it, for me this week, it has to go to Justin Tucker for breaking this record. Oh, yeah, um, and just, winning the game for the team too. While he did winning it, winning the yeah. game in the dramatic yeah. fashion and bouncing it off the bar and breaking off the, the line. bar and still hits the net. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but but as far as like a total kind of like dominant performance, you're you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, uh, it's Stafford. Um, who's the who's your trash of the week? Trash of should, the week, week is um, should, should I go first? Seattle's run defense. <laughs> Seattle's run defense. Yeah, you are trash. <laughs> they couldn't stop anything. Uh, couldn't I'm stop go- a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say this makes this, nothing makes me happier than to see. The Jets get blanked, and uh, they probably felt like this. <laughs> they probably felt like this last week when we had the goose egg. They had the goose egg this week, and 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 the quarterback that they used that high draft pick on looks bad so far. Uh, and uh, so I'm just I'm just really glad to say, New York Jets and your fans, everything about you and your team. You are trash. That's how I feel from nice. the heart. I love it. Uh, shit got learned. Uh, shit got you learned. Learn any shit. Uh, I learned that. Uh, I knew already that Matthew Stafford was for real, uh, or uh, the combination of McVay and Stafford, and Stafford's for real. Um, but I, uh, I don't want to lean on him too much. I learned that um, you never fucking know. I learned that the Panthers might be a real ass team, man. Right. Three and zero, leading the division right now, <laughs> and nobody. I said Saints. Uh, everybody else said Bucks. No, who would have thought? I learned that there are contenders in that division right now. Yeah, the, uh, the Panthers. When I never would have thought that. What'd you learn? Uh, I learned that it's time for these so-called analysts who jumped on Aaron Rodgers, claiming that he doesn't care about football uh. anymore. Uh, that it's time for them to publicly apologize. Well, you know that ain't happening. I mean, I obviously know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, they're playing the game, man. But this guy, I just think he's kind of. Now, a lot of people will say that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is selfish or he tries to make it all about him. And I I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. But I just feel like all of this business of like trying to dump on him because he's growing out his hair and he has a new Hollywood girlfriend and they get blown out by the Saints and then suddenly he doesn't care about football anymore. And and people are saying like, well, if you were thinking about retiring, then you've already retired. It's like, give me a fucking break, dude. Like these these people are idiots. Uh, I, I I think it's I think he's I don't know I, I I just think it's fun to watch him make them look I've, so stupid. Yeah, I felt like that for the longest. He's always been mm. one of my favorite uh, quarterbacks. So more mm. power to him. I th- I feel like he's the best of this generation. So yeah, the scariest most talented quarterback. What do you got for scariest team? You know where I'm going with this. Where you uh, going? Hey, uh, NFC. I'm gonna say. Well, we've done it where you do NFC and I do AFC, but we probably agree. I both, yeah, the Rams are the scariest team in the NFL. I agree, one hundred percent. And in the AFC, I might the I I want to say the Bills, but it's only been one week of the Bills showing that prowess. Um, hmm, I don't know, man. AFC, it might be the Chargers. I want to. They just beat the Kings. Mm-hmm. They beat the number one squad. They're not scary though. Mm. The the jury's still out. I gotta. I might still stick with the Chiefs. I I don't know. I would also say that the the Buffalo maybe. Yeah. I would say the Bills or, in all honesty, I I kind of have to say the Raiders. No man. Um, 
They played I, a team with a backup quarterback and went to overtime. I know that, but I just feel like the way that they're playing right now, the way that they find a way to win. Uh, good point. Good no point. matter what, like whether it's pretty or ugly, and and the only thing that makes me like a little wary about saying that the Raiders are the scariest team is because they obviously have this reputation for midseason meltdowns. Yeah. Um, if they didn't have that, I would easily say that the Raiders are are the scariest team because they can beat you in so many different ways right now. We're overlooking the Browns as well. I'm just not convinced. Yeah, that's true. And especially considering their opponent from this past week, I, I'm just not convinced. Mm. I, I could be next week, though. Yeah, that two-headed monster, man. I could be next week. That fucking Nick Chubb. Yep. And uh, what's the other? The Hunt, Kareem, Kareem Hunt, Hunt. That combination. OBJ's sick. back. Yeah, yeah. He uh, had it going with Austin Hooper too. He was and Landry will be back too soon. Yep. soon. So uh, with the defense playing like that, maybe. But it's not. They're not the scariest yet because give me another. We didn't say it, yeah. Give me another. Give week. me another one of those. Let yeah. me. I'll have another. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one more place. <laughs> is, is that it for the uh, review? Week three comprehensive review. I believe so. All right, man. That was a fun episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. We're going to be back later in the week with our uh, preview of next week's games. And we're going to, for those of you Patreon subscribers, we're going to give you the Thursday night bet. That's uh, We're going to do a Thursday night parlay to make you guys some money and what is a shit bowl. Mm. <laughs> it was the Thursday night game. Bengals, uh, uh, Jaguars. Yeah. Bang- <laughs> what, what's worse than a shit bowl? Like, I can't even think. Whatever it is, that's what this There's is. There's been some questionable Thursday night matchups. What was it last week? It was Panthers. Uh, it was, it was, but we won money on it, though. Panthers, Texans. Yeah. Panthers, Texans. And now, <laughs> ugh, I just got an aftertaste of shit yeah. in my mouth from that. <laughs> it's like two guys, one cup. <laughs> Do not two teams, Google that. Two teams, one cup. That's what we're going to call the Thursday night game. Two teams, one cup That's on Thursday night. Oh, my God. But uh, we're going to put a bet together, so check that out if you're a Patreon subscriber. If you're not, then go to patreon.com slash NFL and support us. Um, we'll be back soon. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, thanks for listening. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, sorry. On SpinFL. We'll check y'all later. Peace. Later, y'all. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns